Hello, and welcome to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, where you get to hear about the behind-the-scenes journey of my adventures as an indie author. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, and I am the author of seven romantic comedy novels in the Polyamorous Passion series, plus several business books for solopreneurs. Now, in this episode, I wanted to follow up on episode 147 and share about the logistics behind how I mapped out parallel plot lines in one of my upcoming novels. So if you have listened to recent episodes, then you will know that I'm currently working on book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series. And I would definitely recommend that you do check out episode 147 because I gave a bit of background about how I was mapping things out. I kind of went back to the drawing board with this particular manuscript and I mapped a bunch of things out. So go back, listen to episode 147, and then, then tune into this one. So if you, are, if you are watching this episode on YouTube, then you're going to get a little bit better of insights. If you are listening to this podcast episode on any other podcast platform, I will do my best to describe things accurately enough so that you can understand it. Um, but I would recommend maybe checking out the YouTube ver version of this episode because as you can see behind me, I have all kinds of fun poster paper with color-coded sticky notes on it that I hope gives you a little bit of a visual for what we are talking about today. So I wanna share with you the four steps that I kind of took to map out this novel. These were things that I did over the course of a two-day period. Um, so this is how I figured out all of the plans for book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series. So the first thing that I did when I was mapping out these parallel plot lines in my upcoming novels, the first step was to identify the specific themes and also the specific major plots within the book. So there was two themes and three major plot lines. I'll give you a brief overview of what these kind of look like with the plot lines. Um, for more details, I would recommend reading book seven in the Polyamorous Passion series. It's called Her Bad Idea, and it is really the beginning of Scarlet's story. So book seven, eight, and nine in the Polyamorous Passion series follow Scarlet. She is the main character. And so that started with the previous book, book seven, which is already published. And so now we are working on book eight, which is a follow-up a continuation of the story that really begins in book seven of the Polyamorous Passion series. So the three plot lines, plot line, plot number one, and again, this is for book eight, right? This is the book that I'm working on right now. Plot number one is that the owner of the Dusky Panther nightclub, Zach, wants to turn Dusky Panther into a burlesque club. And he wants Scarlet, the main character, who is also a burlesque dancer, he wants her to be the main event. He wants her to be exclusively dancing at the Dusky Panther. That's what he wants. So that is kind of the first plot line. Scarlet kind of needs to decide whether she wants to do that, whether she wants to kind of give up the rest of her dancing, the other types of things that she does, and if she wants to only exclusively be at the Dusky Panther. The second plot is about Pete, who Scarlet meets in book seven, 
and he's he's her boyfriend um he is non-monogamous and scarlet is wrestling with coming to terms with that in this in this novel that i'm now working on that's kind of the main thing that's happening with pete she's trying to figure out how does she feel about them not being exclusive um, and all of those sorts of pieces and then the third plot line is about scarlet's unrequited crush wes who we have actually heard about since book one in the polyamorous passion series it is a very very slow burn plot line um, and in the novel that i'm working on right now Wes gets engaged to someone else. So Scarlett has to deal with some of, some of those types of things. And so those are kind of the three parallel plot lines. These three things are all kind of happening at the same time throughout this book. Now, the two themes that I, that I am using that are underpinning this entire novel are exclusivity and trust. So with exclusivity, we're exploring a lot around um, different fears about being exclusive versus not exclusive. Um, we're exploring a lot of different insecurities that people have within themselves, with their relationships to each other, to other people, with their careers, and also the concepts of desirability, exclusivity as equaling desirability. The Polyamorous Passion series really explores, explores alternatives to, to, non, to mon, <laughs> the Polyamorous Passion series explores alternatives to, to monogamy, and it really looks at all different types of ethical non-monogamy. So that's one of the reasons why we really want exclusivity and you know the, the desirability aspect versus not to kind of be incorporated and infused in all of these different books, right? So that's kind of fun to play with. The other, the other theme is all about trust. So in that sense, you know, infusing these three plot lines with, um, you know, confidence or confidence issues, um, feeling stuck, right? That stuckness or feeling in a rut, that type of thing. And then also, you know, running away, right? So all of these different types of pieces, again, is sort of the trust within yourself, trust with other people and your relationships with them, trust in your expertise and skill set. All of those types of pieces come into play. Now, throughout this process of mapping out, of identifying the specific themes and plot lines, I was also revisiting previous novels in the series to reacquaint myself with the characters. So I was kind of looking at, all right, you know, what, what are the different characters doing and thinking and feeling in previous books that I can draw on and bring to the present, to the current book that I'm working on? So that was the first step of this whole logistics around mapping out my novel. The first step was identifying what are the core themes and what are the core plot lines. Once I knew what the main themes were that I wanted to explore and also what the general core plot lines would look like, then I moved on to the next step, step two. And here is where I used color-coded sticky notes for mapping out the beginning, middle, and end with each plot line. So if you are watching here on YouTube, then you can see behind me, I'm just gonna move my camera a bit. You can see this 
I have a ton of poster paper behind me. If you are listening to this episode on other podcasting platforms, then just know that I am in my office and I am surrounded by poster papers with color-coded sticky notes. I love my color-coded stickies. So you can see this poster paper that I'm pointing to right now, that there are a series of columns where we have a column of blue sticky notes, a column of yellow sticky notes, and a column of pink sticky notes. And there are essentially three columns for that. So there's one column that has one big column, and within it are the three smaller columns of blue, yellow, pink sticky notes. And then the second column is the same thing, blue, yellow, pink sticky notes. The third column, the same thing, blue, yellow, pink sticky notes. So each of those indicates a different plot line. So it's basically three rows and I don't, you can't quite see it. You can't quite see it, but there's essentially three rows. And so each one, each, each row has a series of blue and pink, blue, yellow, and pink sticky notes. I hope that this makes sense. So what I have here, what I've mapped out is I wanted to have the different aspects that were going on within the main plots. So the blue sticky notes are the inciting incidents, the thing that happens. So we kind of have six of those for, yeah, we have six of those for each of the three plot lines, six blue sticky notes for each of the three plot lines. It's kind of the, the first thing that occurs, the first thing that happens. So. For example, Zach, the owner of the Dusky Panther, telling Scarlet, I want to turn this into a burlesque club, right? The orange sticky notes are how the characters feel, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, the emotions that they're going through, and how they react to the thing that happens. So the, the orange sticky notes is the response as a result of the blue sticky note, which is the first thing that happens. And then the pink sticky note is the effect of the character's actions. So how they kind of feel and think, then they're going to react, and then what happens next as a result of those actions. So that's how I mapped out the different plot lines with those themes kind of infused in them. And so I had three things that happened for each plot line at the beginning, the middle, and the end of the book. All right. So there are three plots, three plots to this novel, and each plot had three things that happened. One at the beginning, one at the middle, one at the end. Three character reactions to the thing that happened, one at the beginning, middle, and end. And then three results of those actions, one at the beginning, middle, and the end. So as you can see behind me, that is kind of how that's all mapped out there. After mapping out those core plots and the themes intertwined in them, right? Because some of them would be things like the orange, the orange sticky note, the way that the character is feeling, it might be, you know, insecurities around things or wanting to be exclusive or um, fears around exclusivity, right? Like the themes were woven into it as a result. So after I mapped out those core plot lines and how the themes intertwined, then we moved on to step three, and this is where I used color-coded stickies for each of the chapters and identifying what happens at different 
areas. So I was taking my original poster paper with all of those sticky notes and then figuring out, okay, if all of these things are happening somewhere in the beginning of the novel, one thing's happening with Dusky Panther, one thing's happening with Pete, another thing's happening with Wes, what is the actual order? of those things and how are they um, how are they interconnected? How are they affecting one another, right? So that is where we have another poster paper. And I mapped out this poster paper into 12 big squares. Each of the 12 big squares represent each of the 12 chapters. So this time with my color-coded sticky notes, I used a different color of sticky note for each of the plot points. Um, so we have the pink is Dusky Panther, the blue is, um, is Pete, and then the green is Wes, all right? And then the big orange ones that you can see near the bottom, that is where a whole bunch of things are sort of culminating together in the last three chapters. And this is where the, the three different plot points are really coming together very beautifully. So in this instance, you know, I was figuring out the order of the scenes happening with each of the three interwoven plots and how they kind of affected one another. So I was taking the main scenes or the main concepts I had mapped out in the previous step, step two, right, where I had that other poster paper. So I was taking what I'd done there and identifying which specific chapter those might fit into on my new chapter outline poster paper. So as I was working on this, I was, you know, writing down the, the concept and then I would stick it on where I thought it might be. And then a few minutes later, you know, or 20 minutes later, as I was adding in other sticky notes, I'd realize, oh, the sticky note should actually be moved to a different chapter. So I was moving things around a lot. And as you can see, we just have one or two sticky notes per plot line for each chapter. So in chapter six, I have one sticky note indicating something's going on with Wes, one sticky note indicating that something's happening with Pete, and then I have two for indicating that something was happening really big with the Dusky Panther in that particular chapter. And then in some of the other ones, I only have two sticky notes. So in chapter eight, no Dusky Panther things are happening. It's all about Pete and Wes, right? So I was kind of just moving things around and identifying how are they all fitting together, which scenes are happening at which sort of times. So it was really important here to ensure that the, that there were, that the thematic parallels across each of the three plot lines really connected together. And in some cases, they mirror one another very beautifully. So there are, there are instances in this novel where Scarlet has creative blocks. Um, she has an identity crisis and that might come into play when she finds out that Wes is getting engaged, right? Her unrequited crush. Um, there's a relationship breakup that happens between a couple of the characters right when a business contract is being signed. So there's all different kinds of things that are kind of mirroring one another. This part was really my favorite part of mapping everything out. I love exploring how everything connects and fits together and how something going on in one aspect 
of Scarlett's life was mirrored or affected another aspect of her life. I really, really love that kind of thing. And th there was actually this one moment when I was mapping all of this out towards the end where I was really stuck because I knew that I wanted a couple of things to be happening simultaneously. They needed to happen one after another for the book to really flow very beautifully and for it to make so much sense as to how a character reacts the way that they do. But if I was doing that, then there would have been like this weird gap in another area of the book. So I had to be very, I had to really take a step back and explore all the options around how I could make it work. So that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. So that was step three, mapping out those 12 chapters. Step four is where I transferred all of the information on my two big poster papers with color-coded sticky notes into a Google Doc. So transferred all of it there and also fleshed it out. All right, so I transferred it onto a Google Doc to do a full chapter outline and I added more smaller sort of transition scenes and subplots to it. So the core plot lines in this book have nothing to do with Scarlett's two best friends, Emma and Helen, but Emma and Helen are the main characters in previous books in the series. So books one to three follow Emma as the main character. Books four to six of the Polyamorous Passion series follow Helen as the main character. And then books seven to nine, which is what we're on right now, those are the ones that follow Scarlet. And because none of the plot lines incorporate Emma or Helen, then I hadn't included Emma or Helen in any of this po poster paperwork. But I needed to include Emma and Helen. They're, they're very important characters. So when I was mapping out the Google Doc chapter outline, I was adding in how Emma and Helen fit into this story and where they are acting as supporting characters and also figuring out some things about what is going on in their lives because they're still really important. Just because they're not the main character for this novel doesn't mean that we still don't want to know about them and how they're doing since the previous books that they were in. So I mapped out my Google Doc chapter outline so that each chapter had a bullet point for each of the three plot lines. And then there was more, more details in, you know, subsequent bullet points for each of those plot lines. Um, and then I also added several additional bullet points for those additional sort of subplots that were happening. As a result, with my chapter outline that I have on my Google Doc, there's anywhere from about a half a dozen to a dozen bullet points mapped out for every single chapter. So I've got a decent amount of things. I really know a lot about what's happening in each of the chapters. And the last thing that I did was to create a short list of other possible scenes to add to the story. So these were ideas that I had for different scenes that don't really fit into anything that I currently have but they're general ideas and kind of like some callbacks and that kind of thing to the previous books in the series. So as I'm working on this, manu on this manuscript, as I'm writing it, I might find that one of those ideas fits in really beautifully and then I can add it in. Um, or maybe they won't fit at all in this book and that's okay too. So the important thing is that I just wanted those general ideas written down somewhere um, so that I can you know, refer back to them throughout the writing. The writing process. And again, I talked, I talked in the previous 
episode, um, episode 147, I talked about, you know, why I'm kind of doing all of this work, going back to the drawing board with book eight, because I had been working on it previously. And I did have a full Google Doc chapter outline for it, but it wasn't as in depth. Um, and it was kind of like a little bit more haphazard. There was kind of like random scenes thrown in where I was like, I think that this would be good to include here. But as I was working on the book, I realized, oh, this doesn't actually fit in. So the current chapter outline that I created, everything makes sense as to why it is in there. It is all very seamless. And then anything that I'm like, this could be a cool idea, but it doesn't quite fit. That is where it goes into that extra list that's on the side of the chapter outline for possible scenes, different ideas that could be included. So there you have it. That is an overview of the logistics for how I mapped out parallel plot lines for my book and incorporated the themes into it. If you have any additional questions about this topic, if you want clarity on anything, if you want me to go a little bit deeper with any of it, then absolutely let me know. You can submit your topic ideas or your questions at saganmorrow.com slash question. That, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode, including all links and additional resources at saganmorrow.com slash podcast, and share your thoughts about this episode on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at saganlives. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts, or if you are watching this episode on YouTube, please subscribe to my channel and give this video the thumbs up. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week for another episode of Indie Author Weekly.